Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikut Woolen Clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hi guys. Hello. I'm so excited for everyone to hear the conversation that we just had. Yes. That's so, coming. Yes, that's coming up in this podcast. Um, with It's with the incredible Tony Lodge. And you may know Tony from the Tony and Ryan podcast. She is just a breath of fresh air on social media. She's so funny, so bubbly. And she's also recently released her new book, I Don't Need Therapy and Other Lies That I've Told Myself. And we were so excited to have her on and it was just just one of my favourite chats we've had. Oh, she's so fun. She's just great. Funny but also so real yeah. and was really honest in this podcast. Hilarious and also deep mm. and opened up about a lot of things and also spoke about things that we often, things like jealousy mm. that we avoid. Yeah. And I love mm. when people are open about those things because it's like we're all kidding ourselves if we say that. Like we've never felt jealous for anyone in our entire yeah, lives, yeah. but it's like this this Bullshit. evil thing. Like, yeah. oh, no, that won't be me. Yeah. And I think Tony is incredible for normalising these things. Love the book. Highly recommend. Love her podcast with Ryan, the Tony and Ryan podcast. Highly recommend. And and obviously highly recommend this chat yeah, with keep her. listening. So enjoy. Okay, very quickly, Tony, welcome, first of all. <laughs> very quickly, let's welcome Tony. <laughs> very excited to have you, honestly. We have been stoked to have this conversation and very, very thankful that you're here. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I feel like so excited. Oh, oh we're so I feel pumped. Yeah. And so we've had and to now literally stop talking. Yeah, we did. We were <laughs> like, okay, we have to do so something. Much. And then we're like, okay, no, we need to actually record this for the podcast. And yeah. we're going to start with something very rogue. Okay. Because we, this has nothing to do with the podcast, anything that had planned, but we started talking about it. We're like, let's yeah. talk about this on relatable. mic. And then we'll Hashtag get into the first relatable. thing. Exactly. <laughs> is laser hair removal. Um, well, so producer Mandy, yes. she was talking about how <laughs> thin her hair is. And yeah. I was like, oh, my hair's fine, but I've got so much of it. Yeah. And I was like, and I've got so much pubic hair as well. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, oh, I got rid of that years ago. And I was like, oh, am I the only one in here that hasn't had laser? And I feel like a kid, like like a little loser, like, oh, body hair, no thanks. Like, if you don't want it, laser it off. Oh my God. But, like, I just get really scared, right, yeah. because I don't want to show my vagina to someone. It freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. You're like, not no, really. Okay. You don't have to do the whole thing. It depends. So, what, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You could just do the bikini lines. You, could, you don't even need to do it at all. Yeah. I feel like, though, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Also, first of all, obviously only if you choose to move, remove your yeah, body hair. You can keep it. However, whatever you want to do, I did laser on my bikini line. So they've actually gave me a voucher. You bought me a I voucher did. for my birthday. That's a great it. gift. But is it also a, a bit gift. of a backhanded compliment? <laughs> no, it's no, because she wanted Because to do I it. wanted, and yeah. I always shave, and so I always have all pimples in my bikini lines, a light and ingrown hair. And so it's like, you need to get laser. Doesn't hurt. It and doesn't I didn't hurt. say it like that. It's no, because you, laser would be I more practical it. for you. Because yeah. I had a lot of problems with like razor rash and everything. Yeah. And working, particularly in the modeling industry, when I was yeah. constantly in my underwear or bikinis, 
I just wanted to like sort that out. And that yeah. was the only reason I did it from an early age, really. Because it was for modeling. work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then so when I saw so the I benefits went, of it, I was like, oh, you've got to do it. Like it's life changing. And that's why it came up because I was like, nah, guys, does it hurt? Because do I want to do it. It, it hurts. The most painful thing okay, I've ever done in my life. Sorry. I only got my bikini line. I was literally needed to go on the most, they can like choose a level. I went down to like the level that's like basically not existent. It was like so I was stabbing me in my vagina. No, Sorry. That's I right. Hate I, hate I don't it. think it could hurt that much. <laughs> it's someone described it to me once as like a rubber um, band. The rubber band like flicking against your skin. It's a great way Except to the rubber band is the size of a house. <laughs> don't be scared, honestly. It's fine. Yeah, you I know think, what? Be scared. But is it one <laughs> of those things where it's like short-term pain but long-term gain? Have you ever waxed? Yeah. It's way better than waxing. Really? Way better than waxing. Waxing short-term takes pain. longer. You still have to go to appointments. Painful. Sorry, the thing with laser, you have to go to regular appointments and then if you stop going, you it go grows back. You go once every four nah, months. It's lies. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry. It's once every four mm. months. Too often. Calling out the laser Too industry. Too often. <laughs> 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 oh, Mandy, I feel like Mandy's got something well, to say about laser. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in and say that they've upgraded the um, the equipment it's not a lot painful. in the last like 10 years. If you went t- 10 years ago or um, whatever. I went one year ago. Oh, okay. Well, oh, forget oh. that. <laughs> I'm it sorry. I went, to a, I went to a sensitive machine. Like, yeah, there's was was nothing say, wrong with the machine. I know lasers the one that you just, use. <laughs> lasers just not for me. But are you not good with pain? Like, no, I'm very stop. good with pain. I can okay, touch it's not burning plates. Like it. I can touch burning plates. But is carry that by them around. <laughs> Is that accidentally touching a hot plate? Because no, I waitress with pizza plates for a very long time. Oh, I could not do that. Mm. Do you know what? Str- what like drives me wild what? when waitresses like come over or waiters or whoever, they come over and they're like, yep, let me take your order and they don't write it down. And I'm like, look. I know. (laughs) I get that it's like so impressive. Oh, my God. But if you fuck up my order, can I say that? Yeah. If you do make a mistake, I'm not going to like. No, I was one of those. I was one of those because I used to use it as a mental challenge to see how much I could remember. Don't challenge yourself on my one day out. But I never made a mistake. Yeah. That they told you about. Yeah. If someone if someone messed up your order, do you say something? Depends. What if they put nuts? Yeah, because I'm actually. Oh, because you're allergic. Yeah. But no, if it wasn't a nut thing, she wouldn't say it. Yeah. See, so you probably screwed up so much stuff, yeah. Yeah. and no one ever said anything. Yeah. They were and they were bitching. They're like, "God, this food's awful." And you went, walked over and you went, "How's everything?" They went, "Great." <laughs> Just like Wish you, you do. Wrote it down. And I was like, yeah. "One more tick for the memory." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then the next day you walk to the wrong restaurant. You're like, I don't even remember where I work. Like, I literally don't know what restaurant I work at. But I think oh, you're doing a great god. job. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, but no doubt, you probably did get every order right. That's you in a nutshell. Who knows? Probably didn't. Probably Not a right. nutshell because she's allergic, but close. In an uh, eggshell? Egg. Can you eat eggs? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of protein. See? I've actually got people clean of protein in my house. I think it uh, expired about four years ago. Yes, I think it's um, still fine. Yeah, still fine. I yeah. still have it. Wait, yeah. for anyone listening, no, actually, it's, I don't know if it's fine, but oh. um, just like as like a... <laughs> I've been... I've been eating. I mean, if you feel fine, the and there's nothing wrong with me. Day, <laughs> the best before date is very different to the use by date, but also I, I think the protein has 10 serves. Yeah, so I yeah, haven't so used one. You obviously love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> you know when you 
like, I do the same with lip balm. Yeah. Like you buy a great new one and then you use it and oh. then you go, that's the best lip balm I've ever had. And then the next time you're at the shop, you go, I don't think I've got a lip balm yeah. on the go. Yeah. Or you're on the Mecca website and then you go, I will order another lip balm. Uh, yeah. And then you go, okay, I've got 50 lip balms. Can't find any of them. Yes. You know? What's with that? I don't know. I normally have one in my car, one in my handbag, one in my desk, like all of that. You but I seem to can't find any. And my weird, the weirdest trait that I have in that, because I'm exactly the same, is I honestly, if I picked up a handbag or something, there'll be one in there, but it's like I couldn't have touched it in like three years, maybe. Yeah. But it's also like I'll come across one that actually works. Yes. And yet I never buy it again because yeah. I'm like, no, I'll find it. Yeah. It's in one of my bags. Yes. I know I have it. I just haven't come across it. But then I'll buy a different one yeah, that someone's and, told me is good. And then you go, oh, have you tried this XYZ one? I see you've got Lano lips in front of you. I've recently the tried flavor. that. Yeah, semen flavour. No. <laughs> so he's... It's <laughs> semen flavour. Don't you reckon coconut water tastes like semen? Don't you reckon? Every time I have coconut water, I'm no, like, oh. I've the wrong one then. <laughs> Are you after a recommendation? You mean the wrong one is in a man? We'll or? never know. We will never. Oh, no. God. Uh, no, Messina. Messina. <laughs> I genuinely thought you said semen. Seth is going around. <laughs> I just love semen so much. I wear or it on my lips. you get home and you've oh, just God. applied and then your husband goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> This took this. I did not. I did not think we were going here today. You thought the worst thing was the laser, and now uh, <laughs> no, we have actually. Seth's got something for you. I do have something. She's for got you. a deep burning a question. I have a bit. That Seth a has gift. been sure, a present. Can be a What's gift? the present? <laughs> what did you guys get? Seth. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> no, I it's do. It's what have something. you got, Seth. You got, or you got me what something. You put her into. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I just have something <laughs> I have to address. Harry Potter fans have this confidence and surety that they know which house you would be in. I've got a list of people we know, and I want you to say what house you think they'd be from. Steph Claire Smith. Oh, this is going to come across really badly. I want to say Slytherin just because she's, like, got that business brain. I'm sorry, don't you? <laughs> I love also at the oh beginning when Ryan says people we know we met today. Like, no, 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 I don't breathe. Oh, but I'm. But I just. Need do you want to, some semen lip balm? Would that make you feel better? I need to know a few things. Um, number one, mm-hmm. I do like Harry Potter. Oh, do you? Yeah, and I do know. The reason I had to start with that is because when I was telling Laura about this, she's like, "What's Slytherin?" Oh, no, I know, I know, like Malfoy's in it, and it's green. That's. Pretty I mean, that's good, all right, actually. So, so you've never seen Harry Potter? No, I've seen it. You didn't I only know about watched the up to three. No, oh, I did. I remember now when I really think about it, but like yeah. I wasn't really invested. She's busy. Yeah, she. Look, she's got she too much. No, she I just I checked out after number three. The movies got too long, and there was too much. I do get stuff that. going yeah. on. Reason I said that, but is I do you would remember have watched that video. So there is like, for evil people like Malfoy. Thank you. They're gonna get you. The shoe That's all I'm saying. So I just, um, so, 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 so why did me. you put me in there? So speak to me about that. I think that maybe instead of questioning me, you should question yourself. Why do you think people think that you'd be? Wow. Oh, passed away. No, so I knew instantly, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, people are going to be like, oh, Tony and Steph Claire Smith, um, feud from way back. They went to primary school together and they hated each other. Oh, like I knew that that would come across so oh, badly. I love it. But yeah. Savvy 
Yeah, okay. Smart. I can take that. You know, Love that. business brained. Mm. I'm not like that at all. What okay. are you in? Which one? I would like to think I'm in Gryffindor. Yeah, because I know it's that. like the best That's one. That's Harry's yeah, one. Harry's best, in yeah. that. Hermione's Google in that. Is, yeah. But I, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think I'm in probably, what's the, the Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. Bit dumb, but fun. <laughs> fun. Fun. Likeable, very likeable. You know, like can have a yarn with people, yeah. bit fun. Love Hufflepuff. But probably not like finishing at the top. Probably not CEO of a company or something. Okay. So <laughs> now I have a question for you. Question. Because oh. Laura is also very savvy. Ooh. Oh, oh, but she's not in- a Slytherin. <laughs> oh, that's hard, isn't it? Um, Ravenclaw. Oh, nice. I don't know. That's one I don't know. Well, smart. Yeah, smart. But kind. <laughs> <laughs> smart and kind. It's true. But like, you're both really good at this at oh. similar stuff. But you're so different. Yeah, so different. I know. And now, <laughs> now it's all coming out. I'm going to get cancelled. Honestly, there's no, going to be... No, you're not. It's all fun. It's all fun. I just thought it was it was hilarious, oh honestly. My God. I laughed so much when that... Was when there that a part of you that was like, what a bitch? No, there, honestly, there's part of me that was like, I need to... I need to have a think about this. Why, why have yeah. I come across that? Who, who am I? No, I definitely did not mean it. <laughs> no, I We obviously it, are yeah. very good friends. Like, I was your bridesmaid. <laughs> like, all things, like, gone among the wayside, you know. Um, I was there when your son was born. <laughs> Obviously, I cut the cord. Like, we are very, very close. But I thought as soon as I said that, I was like, far out. That is going to not come across the way that I intended it. And then you can't back out yeah, of that. Yeah, you can't. You just got to own I've it. Already said I already loved Ryan. Ryan was like, okay. And because Ryan's <laughs> a bit like you, Laura, like kind of has seen one or two of them but is not a fan. Yes. And he, everybody else that I named, I was like, oh, yeah, Hufflepuff, yeah. Ravenclaw, whatever. And he was like, okay. And then we got to Steph and I was like, Slytherin. He was like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> Everyone knows Slytherin. He was like, it's the only one that I know and it's not nice. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean a lot. <laughs> well, now we've, um, we've sorted that out. I hope that. Sorted. Yeah. Sorted that out. Sorted. <laughs> sorted the hat. Sorting hat. We need to talk about your book. Oh, yes. okay. Which we have yeah. right here. Yeah. It is on, it's, on presentation. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Token book. I don't need therapy and other lies I've told myself. Yep. And I have to say. Did you read it? Yes. And also I have to say this book here. Yeah. You sent me one and I bought one. This you is, bought one. Of course I did on pre-order. I bought your book. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's really nice. I, I just want to say in all seriousness, and I thought that this was such a good summary that um, obviously this is Sarah and Michelle from Shameless yep. Podcast are fantastic. They're yes. book experts. Totally. Uh-huh. And they said hilarious, relatable and heartbreaking. And I think that is such a good way to summarise oh, this you. book. It's fantastic. I really love what you spoke. And I think it's in terms of jealousy, lies that I don't want what my colleague or the job that my mm-hmm. colleague does, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those type of things, I think, are things that we just don't speak about. And yep. they, especially around jealousy, it's something that it's like this kind of... Or this evil feeling yes, that you should never feel and talk about. it's so normal, but yeah. we, just, we just never speak about it. So thank you for normalising all of the feelings oh, yeah, that we all have, yeah. first of all. What is your, the deepest lie that you've told yourself that you spoke about in this book? Um, it's hard because I feel like they're all deep because I felt really confronted by all of them. Mm. As soon as you, like, pull that thread, I realised all these things. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, so happy at this job or I'm so happy for that friend even though I'm really jealous Mm. or whatever. And then I started talking about how, like, when I found out that my um, mum had cancer, I was like, oh, like, this is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then when she died, I was Mm. like, I'm okay. Like, that's over now. Like, Mm. under the rug. Like, I just have to move on. And it's probably... One of the deeper things is probably realising, like, the disservice that I did to myself by just going, yep, this has to be fine now and I just need to kind of move mm-hmm. on. And I think 
grief in whatever form it comes, whether it's a friend or a parent or a colleague or like whatever, there's like no grief too small. Um, even the grief like of a loss of a friendship, I think everyone's gone through of like, oh, we've just drifted apart and you really miss that person, but it doesn't work out for whatever reason or a breakup. Mm. I think I just realised like being honest with myself through that it would have made everything so much harder at the beginning but felt easier afterwards, whereas it was like I made all of this, like, false headway. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so far past that. And at the point where mm. I realised that I was doing this, my mum had died, you know, seven, eight years ago, mm. and I was like, oh, well, it was eight years ago. I can't, like, you know, unpack all that stuff now. Whereas I feel like if I'd been honest with myself in the beginning... Yeah, it would have been really hard, but, mm. like, maybe, I don't know. But I don't regret how it happened because I've, I'm have i such a different person now. It's like I, as, as awful as it sounds, and probably people that have gone through it could probably understand that I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's like I'm kind of grateful for going through what I've been through because I've learned so much about mm. life. Mm. And, like, I'm almost 30, but there's, like, all this stuff that, like, I've gotten to learn and been privileged enough to kind of see from both sides at such a young age that lots of people haven't been through yet. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, everyone processes things differently. Mm. It's okay to get to a point, no matter how many years down the track, uh, and realise maybe there was things that could be different, but I feel like no matter how you start it, it's going to be different and everyone's going to have these different learnings. Do Mm. you think, though, because, I mean, for me, I've had this weird relationship with emotions where if I... I'm feeling a negative one and I'm doing quotation marks because it's like we've been taught that, you know, being angry or upset Mm -hmm. or that you shouldn't feel those things and like always aim to be happy. That sometimes when I'm feeling that way or sad about something, I almost lie to myself about not feeling that way so that I don't show it or that I don't react in a way and then it bottles up and it just gets worse. Mm -hmm. Was it like not wanting to feel those things because you felt like you, you shouldn't or was it kind of a fake it till you make it, like getting through it that way, do you think? Probably a bit of both. Mm. Like I think that I didn't want to deal with it because I didn't know how to. Yeah, yeah. And because I think being like a really like upbeat, loud, funny person, I felt like I didn't want to, I didn't want to burden anyone with feeling bad. Mm. And I think that this is probably something that lots of people go through. Mm. They go, oh, like I don't, I don't want to like bring the mood down, or I don't want to, I don't want to bother you with my problems or whatever. And I just was like, oh, you know, everyone's got their own stuff going on. Because for me, I was like, I've got all this stuff going on. Everyone must be the same. Um, And then the difficult thing became when, like, people said, oh, my mum's really pissing me off at the moment. And then they went, oh, I shouldn't have Mm. said that to you. And I was like, oh, can my shitness not be the yardstick of shitness? Like, can it not be like, oh, well, you know, like, I can't complain about anything to Tony because her mum's dead. Mm. Like, that kind of became something that I found really hard because I was like, oh, you don't want to connect me on your quote-unquote like low-level problems like missing the bus or something. Mm. How can I connect with you on this like massive thing? Like how can I expect you to take that on? How can I expect you to understand when it's just so new to me? How would you know if you've never been through it? Mm. So I think it was like a little bit of self-preservation but also just like actually not wanting to bother anyone. Like, but I think everybody has that. So interesting with grief. I feel like around grief we, and this is something we've spoken about a lot in here, you think the best thing to do is to avoid, mm-hmm. well, you don't know what to say, so you say nothing because you don't want to say the wrong thing to upset someone. Yep. By, by saying nothing, that's saying that's the, that the worst thing that, that yep. you could do. And From I know both sides as well. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I know you, you spoke about when your, um, one of your best friends didn't reach out to you for, I think it was four days mm-hmm. after your mum passed. Yeah. Mm. 
and their reasoning was that they didn't want to say the wrong thing. They didn't yeah. know what to say. But for you, that you would have felt just, yeah. so lonely. Yeah, because I just couldn't believe that. I was like, obviously, I was doing all this stuff and I was going through all this shit, but I was just like, oh, that per- and I, I knew that they knew and I knew that, mm. you know, and that was really, because I was like, oh, I'm a problem now. You know, like I, I'm the person that people avoid and it's this elephant in the room that no one knows what to say or when to say it or whatever. And I've said this a lot because people have messaged me after reading the book and said, well, I'm going through this at the moment. What should I say? What is mm. the right thing? If that's the wrong thing to do, what's the right thing to do? And it's hard because obviously not everyone's the same, but for me, I would have just loved it if someone said, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Because at least then... They're still there. There's that connection because yeah. I'm like, well, I don't really know what to say either. Mm. I don't know how to fix it. There's, I mean, there's no fixing it. Mm. She, like, I think the, it's, it's so hard because there are so many things going through your head. You want people to support you, but you don't want to burden them. And I think that if you just take that first step, that's going to be such a game changer for you if you're trying to talk to a friend or someone that you know that's going through that. I think just even saying, I don't know what to say, mm. I think is just like so nice because you just go, thanks for opening the floor. Like, yeah. can I just cry to you or yell at you or what? Like, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Mm. Or sometimes you just need to go, what did you do at work today? You just need that distraction. Like, I think actually asking people what they need and I don't think that in my life I've ever been very honest. I mean, that's what this whole book's about. Mm. But um, there's a part in the book where I say, I read this quote and it was like, um, life's too short to not ask for what we want on our pizza, what we want in bed and what we want like our friends to do for us. And I think that since writing this, I've really gotten in touch with myself and being like, oh, being honest is actually so much more powerful. Mm. Like, so that's kind of my current personal challenge is like when someone says, what do you want to do? I'm actually like, oh, I do want to do that thing or I do want to go here for dinner or whatever because mm. why would I not? I could die tomorrow. Mm. What if we go to a shit restaurant tonight, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think as simple as that is, it's like it's really difficult. It's hard to be honest, especially when it's about more serious stuff like mm. what do you need from me or, you know, also the normalisation of like breaking up with a romantic partner mm. and versus like breaking up with a friend and going like you actually – don't serve me anymore or you're not very supportive or I don't feel like the communication is happening like in a two-way street or I, I feel like those kinds of things, I mean, not that everyone should go out and break up with their friends, but I don't think there'd be one person who's listening that wouldn't think, oh, I wish that I could do that to mm. such and such totally. because, yeah, they're not very supportive or they always forget my birthday or whatever and it's, I mean, no one has enough time to placate the people that you don't really care about or who don't care about you. Mm. There's two things that you said there that I'd love to ask you about. So first thing I think is just such a great point around listening. This is something that I've had to learn over the past few years. Mm. I used to think if anyone shared things with me, I had to fix it for them. And my default was like, okay, well, here's what I would do. Here's how you'd solve it. Mm -hmm. But often when we're telling, sharing and opening up to people, we don't want them to fix it. And there's sometimes where you can't like... Someone can't bring your mum back, right? Yeah, it can't be fixed. Exactly right. And so I think for me what that meant is that I was avoiding conversations where I couldn't fix things because Because that was how I thought I was helping, but it actually wasn't helping. I just needed to listen. Yeah. Um, My boyfriend uses this phrase and whenever I'm venting about something or emotional about something, he says, are we emotions-based or solutions-based right now? And he's like, do you just need me to listen to you or do you need me to help you, like, combat this issue? And that's kind of, it's hard to obviously, unless you're really close to someone, you probably can't go, Mm. so which one are you right now? Because, like, let's get down to it. Mm. But I feel like that really has helped me 
also like self-identify what I want out of a conversation. Yeah. Like, am I talking to you because I just need to whine about something? Yeah. Or am I like, oh, Steph, this thing's happened. Can you please help me? Yeah. Or, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think mm. it's it's really tough though because mm. you then feel like a failure because you're like, oh, I haven't helped my friend when all they needed was for you to just listen. That's actually such a good... Mm. What, what your partner does is actually such a good exercise because there is times where I do go to Josh, my partner, mm-hmm. and I just want to vent. And because I'm in that mood mm-hmm. and I might be upset about something, if he goes to fix it, it almost like makes me erupt because I'm like, that's not what I... Yeah. But, you know, or so when they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, I don't need you to apologise. I yeah. just, you know, yeah. yeah, I totally get it. So it's, a, it's actually a really good point to just kind mm. of... Be self-aware of what you want out of the conversation, but also for, you know, if your friend is coming to you to even ask that question as awkward as it might feel the first time around, I think it's actually a really, really great way to hold a conversation. Mm, Because then all of a sudden, like, it's like setting the expectation of what that person can do or what they can't do. Or if you go, I need help, Mm. I need a solution, and they go, well, I can't really help you, but, like, I can listen, Mm. you know? Um, I just, yeah, being honest about what we actually need from people has probably been one of the biggest things that I've learned. How do you choose truth and honesty? It's really hard. It's it's honestly like going up. I feel like when I do it, it's like I'm on that escalator at the shopping center. I mean, also they're in a lot of places. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on an escalator, the moving stairs. Yeah, and I'm going the opposite. (laughs) The discretion doesn't work. (laughs) And I'm I'm going the opposite way. Mm -hmm. And you're like. You know that it's coming and you're in your mind have to make that split second decision of am I gonna pick kindness or honesty right now? I I don't have an answer. I don't I don't know. I think Well, that's what we had to in the podcast what I'm joking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Based and <laughs> we, need you to, we need you to help me. But I, I mean, actually, have you also learned that sometimes being honest is kind? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Cause I think as a very simple example, mm. when someone says, Do you like this outfit? And you go, I love it. <laughs> and you have less than a second to decide whether you go, you obviously love what you're wearing, yeah. so, like, live your best life, babe. Yeah, totally. You know, or whether you go, oh, have you thought maybe about, like, a different necklace? Depends or on a- the time, though. Exactly. If that person is already at the place, yeah, then you, you tell them you love it because yeah. they can't change. Yeah. But if they're about if they're about to leave and they've got other options and there's yes. there's something that you feel like they maybe you could say oh I like this I love mm-hmm. this why haven't you tried this one too yeah that's oh, where I, I would be honest that in that situation yeah. but not in if they've already got to the place yeah so that's if not it can helpful be honesty if you yeah that's that isn't helpful honesty that's a good point yeah imagine get someone like do I look okay and you go do you have anything else <laughs> <laughs> and they go oh in this pouch <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> this is the only option I brought with me. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a rubric either. I don't think there's like a definite just What's an example point. of where you've been honest like recently? Um, I Where you would have usually been. So my co-host, so my Spotify podcast, yeah, Tony and Ryan. the uh, award-winning a thousand million so downloads a month. One of the most successful podcasts and podcasters in Australia. Oh. That podcast, yes, we know. <laughs> um, but so Ryan, who I do the podcast yeah. with, um, and you guys actually can probably really relate to this. So it's hard because we started this podcast, right? And we were just like two mates, like talking crap with each other. 
And then all of a sudden it grew mm. and all of a sudden we were not just co-hosts, but we were business partners mm. and we were not just business partners, but now we have like hired someone. So we're managing someone mm. and it's like our relationship spans all these different things. And it's actually quite hard to like switch brain. Yeah. And when I'm calling him and I'm like, oh, like this thing has happened or whatever, it's really hard to then the next day go, <laughs> how fun is it when XYZ happens or whatever? Um, and so normally when he he's like the decision maker, he's like the the business brain of our pod. Um, and he the other day said to me like, oh, how do you feel about XYZ? And I'd normally go, oh, whatever you reckon. And I went, I think we should do this. And he went, okay. Yeah. And I was so scared. And to me, that was like a that was yeah. like my win of the day. Like I got home, told my boyfriend, like, oh, I'm so I was so honest yeah, today. Good. And then, and but like Ryan went, okay. And then he just did it. And it wasn't like a big deal. And I think almost it being such a small deal was like, oh, it's actually not bad to tell people what you want. Mm-hmm. So true. And speaking of Ryan and your podcast, mm. you were really honest in the book about before when you were working at a really, really popular radio show, mm-hmm. you were a producer and you wanted to be on the air. On the air. Yeah. How did that, because I think for a lot of people listening, when you aren't given the opportunity to be on air and you maybe, you know, your, your ideas were always being put in, put forward and that people were taking your ideas, but mm-hmm. you weren't the person on Doing air. Yep. How did you build up the courage yep. to go out there and do something mm. yourself? Because you had to create that opportunity for yourself. When people don't, often when people don't give you the opportunity, it's like they don't give you permission yeah. to do that thing. Yep. So and you giving go, yourself oh, permission is very hard. Yeah. And you kind of go, oh, I'll write that off because if no one thinks I'm good enough, then I mustn't be. Mm. Like, it's really hard to back yourself in. Um, So, yeah, I was working at the radio station and I was just, yeah, I was getting a bit over it. And Ryan happened to start working at the radio station. And um, he often says, he was like, you're the funniest person here. Why aren't you doing? And I was like, oh, I've asked them to put me on the air. And, you know, they say like, oh, it's not really right or whatever. And um, he was, and I was like, but maybe what I need to do is concentrate on like Instagram or TikTok. He was like, okay. Mm. And I was like, maybe I need to like build up my Instagram following and, you know, post funny stuff and maybe that's how I'll do it. And he was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, "Mm, because I don't want people to think that I'm just trying to get famous. He was like, that's what you're doing. Mm. You're trying to create. Own it. Like, yeah. Mm. And that was the hardest thing that I was like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm just like trying to, you know, be funny on Instagram. He was like, but that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I was like, but then if I fail, people will know that I've failed because there'll be there's evidence. It's like not telling someone mm. a goal because you don't want to fail. Mm. Whereas you know, mm-hmm. like the different mentalities behind telling people totally. your goals and stuff. Um, and he was, and I was like, I feel like it's such a vulnerable situation to put myself in, where I go, hey, I'm putting myself out there, I'm doing this thing, and then what if it turns to shit and no one thinks it's funny, and then they go, oh, she tried that thing. And he said something that I think about literally every day. And he said, um, the only people that criticize are the people that are doing less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so, so it's, true. it's the peanut gallery of people that are going to their shit job that they hate or mm-hmm. going and hanging out with their friends that they don't care about anymore or their partner that, you know, they disagree with all the time. They're the people that are then going, oh, why would you try? Mm. Um, and he was like, well, let's just get in the studio. We'll record some stuff. And it was pretty funny. And it was actually supposed to be like a radio demo. And he was like, oh, well, we're, we're in here. We might as well record the video as well. The videos are pretty funny. He was like, well, we've got the videos. We might as well put them on Instagram or TikTok. And yeah, it kind of just like, ex- like exploded. Really, mm. it did, um, which was all I, just the last thing I ever thought would happen. 
And I actually pinch myself every, like, I cannot believe that my life is what it is. Like, it's just so, like, I cannot believe that after all of that time, like, I was 25 when I was working radio and I was like, cool, like, this Mm. is it. Like, I've hit my peak now. Like, this is where I'll stay until Mm. I retire at 70. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of wrote myself off. So I was like, oh, no one wants to put me on air. That's fine. I'll just sit here and do my thing. Um, And now, like, I have the most incredible life that I could have never possibly imagined and I feel so fulfilled Mm. and so happy every day. Not all day every day, but no. happy every day. It's so, it's, it's so amazing and so inspiring. And, and we definitely know that our community do relate a lot to these kind of stories where you do kind of build up the courage or confidence mm. to do something like that. I wonder, I relate in a way to you wanting to do something and being open enough or confident enough to say, hey, I want to do this or like put me in this opportunity and then mm-hmm. people to kind of shut you down for it. Is a part of like what you're doing and your drive proving people wrong or is it purely just enjoyment? For sure. I mean, I think that at the beginning I was like, I can just enjoy this because that's enough. And then now I think that, you know, when I get an email from somebody who went, absolutely not, we won't put you on It feels good? It feels pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty great. You're not doing it for them. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. But that's a bonus. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because I think about all the people that were like, oh, well, you know, she's just a producer. Mm. Um, And I'm like, oh, well, you know, now I'm kind of doing something that I absolutely love. Like, thank you for not giving me that opportunity. Mm. Otherwise, I'd be stuck in that shit job instead. Yeah. But now I've got something amazing and I get to craft and create the way that I want my day to look, my week to look, my life to look. Like, I have so much freedom now and I just would have never been able to do it if it wasn't for Ryan going, let's just do it and, like, let's take a chance on this thing that you want to do. And we have on our podcast we say, like, start the fucking blog. Like, do the thing. Start the yeah, Etsy store. Start If you want to do food on Instagram, start the Instagram. Like, everybody started at zero at some point. Even people with five billion followers, mm-hmm. they started with nothing at some point, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is that it's never too late to try and start doing the thing that you want to do. And it might not ever make you money, but mm-hmm. it will fulfill you enough to be something that you are proud of and that you look at every day and you go, yep, I work nine to five, like to pay the bills, but oh, I do this on a Saturday morning or I go to the markets or I film my YouTube video or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it might not always be your job, but it will always like you, it's like something money can't buy is that like joy that you get yeah. out of something. And I'm just lucky that it happens to be the same as my job. You know? oh, it's it's so powerful. And so I think special. too, I, I really love what Ryan said too. And it reminds me of the Brene Brown quote that I love so much about, I'm going to butcher it, but around, <laughs> I mean, it's the most popular quote I think she's ever said. But if someone's not in the arena with you, yeah. don't take their feedback on. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if they're in there, mm-hmm. cool. You know, yeah. we're, we're, yeah, you know, we're, we're doing it together. We're putting ourselves out there, but it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. If you're not, if someone's not putting themselves out there with you, yeah. then if they're going to sit at home, and critique someone yeah. trying to better anyone themselves. Because I think you get we get so scared of like mm. and it is hard to build, of, putting ourselves out there, especially yeah. when you said when it's on a public forum where mm-hmm. you're if you do fail, which I think we need to think about how do we define failure? Because if we've given something a go yeah. that brings us a lot of joy, Completely. that's not failure, right? But I know in terms of society, it's like oh, it didn't get views or it didn't get followers or whatever. It's a public forum. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, I, I think it's such good advice because I think it's very, very easy to sit back in our totally. chair and say, oh, look what look what they're doing. Look what they're trying to do. Mm. And you go, oh, well, that was me at one point. Mm. 
Um, and not to have a quote off, but the other one that I really love is love like, it. don't. I, like, I'm, I've got no more. Steph, we're coming to you next <laughs> yes. for a quote, so I think of one. Um, but another one that I really love that I've seen recently a lot is um, like, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Yes. So if it's not someone you respect enough to take That's their advice, fuck them off. Yeah. Who cares what they've got to say because they're not someone that you would trust anyway. Yeah. If you wouldn't take their yes, why would you take their no? Yeah. Um, that was beautiful. That, Just yeah, said that. Yeah, Don't know that, where that came from. That, was, and that, that was, can't be yours. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come up with a different one. But, you know, like, why would you take so their true. negativity rather than, you know? But, it's, again, easier said than done, but, like, trying to block. And you guys would get that all the time. Like, your job is more public than mine. Yeah. I mean, even when we first started the podcast, totally. I mean, a lot of people wrote the podcast reads. We, Stay in your lane. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's, when it starts with, I really love everything that you do, but, but. it's like, oh, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. And I don't mean this in spite, but. Mm. And it's like, okay, that makes it worse. It's not, you don't want the compliment sandwich. You no. just want, if, oh. you know, just own it. But anyway, and then they, they, like a few people said, you know, you're really good at your app. But maybe just stay in your lane because podcast, you're not journalists, so you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And I often think of that because this podcast brings us so much joy. But if that's what it does, then yeah. that's and enough. And when we started, we were not professional podcasters because we'd never done it before. And that's okay. Yeah. And now, I mean, if you compare the episodes within the first year compared to now, we are much better, right? <laughs> because we've practiced. And yeah. I mean, it's like anything in life. Like yeah. what you said, you, you start from start. zero. Yeah. yeah. And also, podcasting has been around for what? Like, at the most, like, 10 years, yeah. no one's really that good at it. Mm. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, you know, yeah. everyone's kind of fucking making it up as they yeah. go along. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't know how you could criticise someone when they go, well, I'm actually having fun and I really enjoy yeah, yeah, having a crack. Mm. The same way that you would never say to a kid, oh, I wouldn't try running because yes. you've never done it before. Mm. <laughs> or, so you know, true. like, so true. what? <laughs> it's so true. And that kid then grows up, its whole life goes, well, I'm not a runner because my mum told me when yes. I was six. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. Like, 100%. And you carry that stuff with you and it starts to grow into other things and mm. push into other areas where you go, well, if I can't run, means I probably can't play football yeah. because if I already can't run, then there's no way I can run and kick a ball, <sighs> you know? Totally. And it all comes, I mean, really, those judgments come from very kind of narrow-minded people. It's it's the same way as thinking like, um, you know, you might not have the classic characteristics of a leader, so you can't lead. But mm-hmm. actually, there's many ways to lead. Same with podcast hosts. Yep. There are incredibly professional, sometimes journalists or interviewers that interview a certain way, Mm -hmm. that's also not for every listener. Yep. Some listeners Mm. love swearing and Mm. a bit of like personal life thrown in. Like you like different things. People like consuming different things. So to say one person is good at podcasting and then someone isn't Mm -hmm. is really, it's hard. And it's if you try and capture everyone, you won't please anyone. No, exactly. Oh, look at Another me. quote. Look, and that, you quote. Wow. <laughs> I didn't prepare any of this. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was so smooth. But it's so true. Yeah. And we could speak to you for 85 hours, literally. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I've got to go. Long? No. <laughs> oh, are you going to go? <laughs> no, do I have to no, go? No, no. Kicking but we have, no, no, no. But we have to finish the podcast. Mm-hmm. We would like, and you know what? This could be a quote if you want. Just oh, to I've already given my best. Is out of. What is the one thing, if there was only one, ta- there's many takeaways from this book, but mm-hmm. if someone could take one thing away and keep it with them for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. from your book, what would it be? Oh, that's a great And question. also, everyone, buy the book and read it because there's a lot of good takeaways. Yeah, don't just listen to this yeah, and exactly. then assume you know it. Um, I think probably just to know that they're not alone. Mm. Like, you just think that everything you're going through is just like no one could understand this and maybe your friends can't, maybe your family can't, but there is someone else that's kind of, going through that and 
probably if you broach that subject with mm. somebody, they will, it might not be the exact same thing, but they'll go, oh, that makes me think about this thing that I just went through. Um, and even if they can't, even if they are emotions-based, not solutions-based, being able to listen to somebody is like the most special thing that you can do. So if someone's trusting you with their story, just listen. Mm. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Well, thank you. What a way to finish. Thank no, you. Thank you guys for having me on. Honestly, it was thank such you a for the laughs oh, and the wisdom. Yeah, seriously, and the funny Harry Potter conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be invited back. So. Of course. No, honestly, we really, really appreciate it, Tony. You're doing amazing things, and it's been very special to chat to you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to get involved in the KickPod, <laughs> you can. We have got a KickPod Instagram where you can send us a DM about your thoughts on the podcast, some questions, some stories that happened to you. <laughs> Honestly, whatever you want to send in, we would love to see and read it and hear it and chat to you. And that is at KickPod on Insta. We would also appreciate your following if you would like to support the podcast. Come and follow that account. (laughs) That is where we'll be sharing a lot of this kind of content. So we hope you guys enjoy that. If you want to learn more about Kick, the Kick app, we have a website, kickapp.com, or you can head to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and download our app. We have a seven-day free trial if you'd like to check out the app. And we're also on Instagram at keepercleaner, at laura.henshaw and at stephclairsmith. And you can find us over on TikTok as well at kick. But we'll be back in your ears very soon. Bye!